This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. New Zealand Bridge, sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have some results coming from across the mutu as per normal. I'll give you a small rundown about what happened with us at Tauranga Teams, Barry. You accumulated 0.4 of an A point over there, Mariana. Yeah, I know. And... Not too many teams lined up. There was only 12? There was 11. 11, yep. Yes, so there was a triangle. triangle. Ah. Yeah, so the dreaded Bermuda Triangle, which I ended up with in the last round. I was going to say, did you get to play the triangle? I managed to stay out of it for the first two sessions, Barry, but yep, after that, it was a pretty tough tournament. It was. There weren't many tables, but pretty tough field. It was. Anyway, we'll carry on about that. We've also had some emails, and we're going to carry on with a little story about the birds and what some types of hands could be called. We've been going on about the mower, the dodo, the Oda Cologne, the 4711. The swan. Yep. And now we've got a story about having three kings. Let's carry on with some results. The main event for the weekend was the Timaru Congress. Pretty successful event for the Timaru Club or for the Canterbury region, I guess it is. Yep. So the winners of the teams were from down south. Good to see. Managed to stop all those North Islanders from winning everything. So well done to <laughs> Paul Freeland, Margaret Purley, Chris Ackley and Arlene Swartz. Ah, Four okay. pretty well-known names down south. They've won plenty over the years and they took out the 10A teams pretty convincingly too. The Pairs were taken by Jeremy Fraser Hoskin and Jack James. Oh, good. I knew you'd be pleased to hear that. Yeah. Um, and there were a few other tournaments on the weekend. The Watermatter 8B, taken out by our own Judge Julie, playing with Patrick Carter. Mm. Never even mentioned it in her little splur. <laughs> what sort of pigeon English is that? Never ever mentioned it in her what? In her little spiel. Spiel, right. Hey, that's good of Jeremy and Jack. They've been knocking on the door for a little while, haven't they? They have, so they, it was good to see them get home. I don't know why. I'm still wondering. On Facebook, there was a f- photo of the winners, as is normal. The only thing that wasn't normal was, for some reason, Jeremy wasn't in it, and I don't know what the reason was. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, the Tauranga teams, which you were at, obviously, that name again... Grant Jarvis. Grant Jarvis and Ken You win again. Yep. <laughs> Gayo Tislevol and Nick Jacob. That was the successful team at Tauranga. That was most of the results for the weekend. My point four. So I'm chipping away. I'm almost at 77 now. Well, you must be very close to 77. Mm. Only 23 to go. Yep. Be there before you know it. And you've got Congress coming up in September. Yeah. They'll be giving them away over there. <laughs> Have hey, you got, you've got your accommodation booked and ready to go, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, with my flatmates. Sounds good. Yeah, the they're wine's, all sorted. The wine's coming. The wine is there. And hey, when I was down in South Otago, I actually joined a couple of wine clubs down there when I was out doing my wine tasting. So I've had my couple of dozen turn up through the 
curious service. And when we had our little party last weekend, my friends were saying, could we have it? And I said, no, I'm not wasting it on you drunken lot. <laughs> That's, that's harsh. <laughs> I said, go down to the supermarket and get your plonk down there. No, you're not touching my good stuff. What a waste. <laughs> anyway, next question. How's yep. the lessons going? Lessons. We are up to responding bids Well, that's tonight. exciting. It is. And I found the biscuits again. So they just love Toffee Pops. Toffee Pops <laughs> it is again today. It doesn't tell me how the lessons are going, Mariana. Have you got any potential stars in there? Yes, I have five sort of youth players in there, and excuse they me, are doing sort good. of youth. How does that go? Well, uh, they're, they're under ninety. Under thirty. They're definitely under thirty. And there's a couple of people that have played five hundred, and their card sense is coming through. They've just got to, you know, grasp the idea of bridge. And bidding. That's good. Yep. And bidding. So last week, one of the things that I'm going to refresh again today is that two people had six to nine in their brain. And I was like, that's a good number, six to nine as responded, but they actually thought because they could open with six to nine. So I just have to cover that off a little bit more. I know. One of the common ones I've found is the 12 to 14. When you teach them 12 to 14 no trump, they think they can bid one no trump any time they like, and it always shows 12 to 14. <laughs> whether partners opened, whether they've opened, no matter what happens, it's yep. always 12 to 14. It's a special bid, one no trump. We reserve it. You never ever bid it unless you have 12 to 14. would be a waste of a bid, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm catering for four tables tonight. I've got people I haven't had any apologies this this week so for the last three weeks I've always had people away so we slipped down to three tables last week but this week I should be back to four so fingers crossed hang on a minute hang on a minute I want to get back to this catering for four tables this is going to be sausage rolls and potato tops you know <laughs> pies and no stuff. we've got crispies and toffee pops tonight <laughs> oh you just meant you're expecting four tables you're not actually catering to them. they don't get dinner laid on and no they know. don't no okay. they can't have that because i'm here at radio before i go to lessons oh yeah and afterwards and afterwards yeah she anyway. lives here okay it's all good so that's excellent news we're going to have some improvers classes at hamilton club too who's going to take those oh, well i'm going to do them one more year one more year mariana one more year so are you going to have an offsider to see what you do to take over the legend uh, <laughs> I don't know about the legend. Now, I think... Oh, I don't know. Am I allowed to broadcast her name? I'm going to because she probably won't listen. Oh. Pam Moore. She's probably going to take over next year. She's done the improvers at Rotorua. She'll be excellent. She's a teacher. She'll be way better than I ever was, I'm sure. <laughs> so I'm just hanging on for one more year. And okay. We're talking about Declare a Play, apparently. Right. And when are you starting that? Well, that's a good question. You don't know. I don't have an answer. We, oh. It's going to be soon we thought we'd do it once a month on say apparently friday is the day okay well not face, day it's night hey it's at night the trouble is we have bridge on monday night tuesday night wednesday night and thursday night yeah so we really only leaves friday night yeah. and i don't have a life mariana we know why that. wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't have a life you're bloody lucky you have a wife actually <laughs> I am. Yeah. Well, the other lucky thing is, is that she's your bridge partner, so whenever you're playing, she's always happy. <laughs> she's alongside with you. Hey, I can. I don't tell know whether she's always happy about it, Mariana, but oh. I'll take that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that I've had three lessons with our Kermit. Have you really? You've been keeping that quiet. When did I that have. start? 
three weeks ago. Oh, so we're I, doing you, it weekly. And how's it been going? It's been going great, actually. Yep. You know, just these things that you subconsciously think about, or don't think about, because it's flipping through rather quickly, that you actually stop and take a breath and think about things. So I have methodically thought, right, you need to just slow down, take a breath, do this, do a little bit more thinking. And I, I actually felt at the team's tournament on the weekend that my thought process was far better than I had for previously. So I was happy. Okay, so we should broadcast the email address again or whatever for Kermit. Anybody who's interested in doing the same thing can can do that? Yeah, I highly suggest it. If you are wanting to either refresh the way you're doing things or have a discussion or there's some areas of your bridge play that you'd like to tap into, give Pam a call. She does give one complimentary lesson, so a little teaser or a little taster of what can happen. I certainly enjoyed it. I've got another lesson coming up, so get in contact with her. She has got a Facebook page, so look up Pam Livingston under Facebook, or you could give her a call. So Pam Livingston, bridge coach or something, is it? Or Pam Livingston, yep. uh, you'll be able to find her. Her email is pjlivingston6 at gmail.com. So that's pjlivingston, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N, number six at gmail.com. Or Kermit from The Bridge Zone, her mobile number is 027-384-5492. She'd be dead keen to have a chat with you. And like I said, one lesson complimentary. It's very good and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Let's go off to the pond. What's this? It's Kermit's Bridge Tips with Pam Livingston. Good morning, Kermit. Good morning. What have you got for us today? Well, this tip is about bidding slams. And my tip today is interested in slam and think ahead. When you hit that moment in the auction when you think, oh, we might have a slam, stop and think. Think about what do you need to know from partner, how you're going to ask about what you need, and what you're going to do with the answer. I quite often see people thinking, oh, there's a slam on, and they use whatever tools they have, like Gerber or a key card. And then when they get the answer, they then think about what to do. It needs to be the other way around. You need to do your thinking first. And that's for a couple of reasons. The first one is, when you do your thinking about what you need, you might come to the conclusion that partner can't have those things that you need and it's better to think about that now than after you've launched off it and end up at the five level. The other thing is around just planning what you do next but also if you're not making that decision after you've asked there's no problem with you having a long think and then signing off. When you have a long think and signing off partner may well have been intending to bid on, but now there's all kinds of ethical problems around that. It is just so much better if you plan ahead and do your thinking before you make those slam moves. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good point. And I mean, there are people, not all that far from me right now, that are always thinking they've got slam on. 
<laughs> I do not. Yeah, but I mean, it does seem the case, and I've spoken to people, Pam, that say, well, that's all very well for you because you've got all these other things available. All we've got is Gerber. Right. <laughs> but you still need to decide, if I bid Gerber, what am I going to do when they tell me they've got one ace? What am I going to do if they tell me they've got two aces, etc.? Yep. And Or I really need them to have three aces. But actually, they were a past hand, yeah, so that's yeah. not going to happen, is it? Yeah, it's just thinking ahead about the response and what you do next. Sometimes you might go off the whole idea, I suppose, as you say. <laughs> but, well, um... that's right, and then you're safe in-game rather than in the horrible space of, for instance, five hearts, one-off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's very rarely a good score, five hearts, one-off. No, very rarely <laughs> indeed. So plan ahead. What did they say? Fail to plan, plan to fail. <laughs> okay, thank you. You can go back to settling up and we'll catch you next week. See you. Right, I just want to get a little bit more info about these improver lessons. So, you're doing it about declare a play, but what are you thinking about declare a play? And how long is the session going to be for the first thing? How long? Oh, they probably won't be too much over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Right. Probably an hour and a half. And how many millions are you going to charge for that? Oh, well, it'll be, it's probably five bucks. Four? I come cheap. Yeah, well, if anybody wants to make a comment on that, bridgedonshuffle <laughs> at gmail.com. Best you don't. Right, so <laughs> Nigella was, he gave me a hand the other day, our friend Nigella. Yep. And he was asking me what to do, and he says, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? What are you, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe people sometimes don't think enough. What do you think about, Mariana, when you see that dummy go down? Well, I go back to basics. So I'm going back to, and I think about, I check my points. I check my shape. I make sure that the suits are right. And then I think, where are my winners? And then where are my losers? And what do I have to do to get to the contract? That's what I think about. Winners and losers. That's what it's all about, really. Sometimes you think, I've got all these club losers. Is there anything I can do with them? I wonder, could I stuff them under the tablecloth or... <laughs> Up the sleeve? <laughs> on the floor? <laughs> but seriously, can I rough them or can I set up a side suit? Yeah. Um, to ditch them, yeah. Yeah, and it's often... I mean, if you can draw trumps safely and you've got stacks of trumps, that's not always the case, Mariana, as you yep. well know. Sometimes, even though it's a little bit of a risk, you're better off to try and set up your side suit first mm. before drawing trumps because otherwise, you know, you have, might have entry problems and all sorts of issues if you need to trump a suit good or something like that. Think about setting your side suit up before drawing trumps or is there anything I need to do with these trumps before I draw them? If there's a singleton and dummy, can you rough a couple of things before drawing trumps? Particularly I always a, say particularly if you're in a 5-3 fit there's only three trumps and dummy yeah. if you're going to do any trumping you better do it now before you draw any trumps at all that's right and I always lend a thought to what the opponent's hands might look like like if I'm really unbalanced dummy lays down and they're unbalanced I always think that probably means the opponent are unbalanced so you better check sometimes do you think about checking let's just see what what they have and if my thought pattern's right about their shape. How will you do that without being at risk of them getting a rough though, Mariana? Yeah, I know. I don't know whether you really can do that. Obviously the best scenario is having lots of trumps. Yes. If you could just organise to have lots of trumps on every hand, Mariana, life would be a lot easier. 
Yeah. Then you could just draw a couple of rounds of trumps and then you could leisurely rough your losers and set up your side suits and all that sort of stuff. But life isn't always that easy. I don't know whether you've noticed. <laughs> I notice it every day. <laughs> yeah, well, you're married to Andrew Cullen. Oh, that's it. Blimey, he didn't get home till half seven last night either. And it was date night. Oh, really? Did you yes. have dinner on the table? I did. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I did. I get half an hour, you see, because he rings me once he leaves Morrinsville, so I know. So I get half an hour and it's all nice and ready. So what did you have? Last night I had organic pasta with chicken and mushroom and bacon, homemade white sauce. I actually did my chicken, bacon and uh, mushrooms on Sunday and just had to make the white sauce berry. It was very nice. little side salad. Okay, we're at risk of turning into a cooking show. So. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I do agree. If you're declaring, and also, once dummy goes down, stop and think. It's always a good idea. I think trick one, more contracts have been lost at trick one than any other stage. I know you've all heard it before, but it bears repetition. Mm, so yeah. you, quite often you do this and you do, oh my God, I should have kept an entry in dummy or, or in my hand or whatever. And yep. oh, I didn't think about that. And I didn't unblock the diamonds and I didn't, you know, yep. there's all sorts of things that you've got to think about. So first of all, if you're in a Trump contract, you, you usually look at your Trumps. Let's face it. Yep. We're all the same. You do think, what do my Trumps look like? How many have I got? And are they any good? Once you've done that, you should think, well, okay, have I got, you know, is there a side suit that I'm going to set up that you should be looking mm -hmm. at, at that? And and sometimes, you know, there are suits can block sometimes if you've got, if, you, if you're not careful sometimes. Well, that's a know. good subject to talk about as well, Barry. Unblocking suits. How many times does it come up in a session? Probably not a lot. So a lot of people don't think about unblocking suits. Oh, I'd beg to differ there, I think. You reckon? It, well, I don't know. I've never actually worked it out, but I reckon it comes up, if not every session, something close to that. The last time I actually thought about unblocking probably would have been three weeks ago. Was that when you couldn't find the plunger? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And also there was a time when I didn't unblock because I thought something else. And so that I've only remember this year so far two episodes uh, I'm sure it comes up a lot more than that yeah maybe I just do it naturally or, or maybe you, maybe you don't notice that you haven't yeah <laughs> maybe but maybe. you know like when you subconsciously think right partner's saying this this and that so I need to open up the suit and give it back to her and unblock it da, 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 da. I don't recall more than three times what do you think folks do you think that Mariana would be known as a natural unblocker uh, no. <laughs> Could be. No. I'm, I'm not even sure what one of those looks like. <laughs> but it is hard. And so is there any any tips you got about unblocking suit? Look, all you can really do is that time at trick one, think, is there going to be a problem in me taking all the winners in this suit? Sometimes yeah. you've got to be careful to play the high cards from the short side and that sort of stuff. If you've got ace queen to four in one hand and king x in the other well don't play the ace first because when you're back with a king you won't be able to get to the oh, queen okay. that sort yep. of stuff that's that's unblocking as well that's the problem true i was probably thinking more not as declare as sorry barry well, getting more back to your learners defending. getting back to your learners i don't know why it is but i've always noticed that if declarer has a shortage in dummy like they have king x and dummy and yeah. ace queen to four they have no trouble they'll always play the king from dummy and small to the yep. ace queen but if it's the other way around and they've got King X in their hand, 
they don't want to show it to anybody and they sometimes play the ace first and then back to the king and think oh look at that I can see that lovely queen over there and I can't get there this is only my theory I don't know whether it's some psychological thing it is that you you know are happy to play the high cards from dummy first but yep. not from your hand but it works exactly the same way. We're True. Well, yeah, that, now you put it that way, yeah. As declarer, I, I probably do unblock a lot. But as defender, how about that? Well, as that's defending. harder, of course, because you can't actually see partner's hand. So that does make it more difficult. Once again, trick one, try and figure it out. You know, if partner's bid something and you need to get rid of these high cards in their suit, particularly if they're in no trumps or whatever, if they haven't let it, yeah, it's, it's, it it's more difficult, though, when you're defending. Yeah. Courts in session. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. How are you? Good. Now, we have a sad tale today about our friend Nigella. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, what's he done now? (laughs) Well, he was happy as a sandboy for a bit because Declara, before the hand started, apparently dropped a few cards, but picked them up and the auction proceeded and he became Declara, obviously the one who dropped all the cards. And when he got to trick 12... He led the two of diamonds, and Nigel proudly claimed the two top two diamonds for one off. At which point he noticed that Declara only had one card left. Ah dear! Well, it took, oh, it's right. Yep. Okay. So there was one on yes. the floor, Julie, and of course it was a trump. <laughs> and poor Nigella. Card, the bane of all directors, actually. So poor Nigella. His ace of diamonds got trumped with a card that Declara didn't have. So he was a bit sad about that. So he asked me, he said, what, what, what happens there? And he also asked, what happened if it hadn't been a trump? Interestingly enough, that being a trump or not a trump probably isn't actually relevant. It's the fact it's a missing card. And there are some epic situations with missing cards where we have searched high and low and never found them. It is seemed <laughs> to have belonged to the hand for the whole of the play. So even though he hasn't got it in his hand, it is meant to be there. So when he picks it up, it may just be that he plays to trick 12 and 13 and life is wonderful and nothing bad is going to happen. But we have to determine whether or not there has been a revoke. And if there has been a revoke, we apply the revoke penalty because it will have been established. So does that mean director has to go through the whole hand, Julie? Well, not always. Often there's an agreement that a revoke has or hasn't occurred immediately. So it's just a case of finding out where it occurred. In this particular case with the trump on the floor, it's actually quite possible there has been no revoke because after you've drawn trumps, generally you don't keep playing them. So often the players at the table will be able to let us know one way or the other. But failing that, yep, unfortunately we have to go through the entire hand. I thought those directors always got their money easy, Mariana, didn't you? Directors, easy money. Did I hear you correctly? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was was a little joke. (laughs) Don't tell Patrick. You know, you do play at Auckland Pub quite often. (laughs) Oh, I feel some adjustments coming. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no, well, that's, that seems fairly straightforward, even if it is a bit onerous if director has to go back through trying to figure out what happened. 
Yes, there's also stuff about cards being possibly seen or not seen if, during the auction period and other bits and pieces that might have applied, but that's a whole different story. So if you like, we can have a look at that next week, perhaps, if there's nothing else comes up in the meantime. Oh, well, Nigella's probably not playing too much between now and then, so we may not have anything. Mm. <laughs> yes, but I guess the tip of that rule is that if you do drop your cards, make sure you recount them and make sure they're... All the cards are back in your hand. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm serious. We've had cards go missing where we have searched the entire room and not found them. And so what we do is if that happens and we know we're missing a card, we find the card that is missing, we bring it back to the hand, and away we go with doing that as well. So we find the appropriate card to put back in the hand. But I do know we've had some great card hunts in the time I've been a director. There's that ace of spades that's up my sleeve. Interestingly <laughs> enough, Declara had managed to... Declara... Ah, well, now, we'll, we'll talk about you playing at Auckland in the future as well. <laughs> I, I wear sleeveless. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Declara had managed to get through the whole auction <laughs> right yes. up to trick 12 without noticing only had 12 cards. So... Honestly, not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, oh, you really? think you've, you've counted your cards already, you think you've got the right number. <laughs> oh, very good. Interesting. Okay, thank yeah. you, Julie. We'll okay, see have what a good happens day. between now you and too. next week. Thanks. Yep. Bye. 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 Right. Can you give me that little story that we've got about three kings? About the three kings. This is the hand with three kings as your only picture cards. It's called the Alingamite hand. Have I pronounced that right? I have no idea. Yeah, well. Okay. After the ship which sank, hitting three rocks on Three Kings Islands in 1902. Wow. With a loss of 45 lives and some gold bullion. The actual amount is always being argued about, apparently. Wow. So the legend has it that if you declare such a hand with Three Kings, you're probably going down. <laughs> Good story. Thank you, Nick Whitten. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. So I'm sure that. Next time one of us gets three kings, we're gonna we're gonna think about that. It mm. might be quite depressing. All right, I've got a confession to make. A confession. Yep. Okay, I'll be Father Jones. All right, I opened a week two on the weekend. Pass, pass. Two spades by my right hand opponent, and I bid three hearts. Ooh. So I opened a week two and hearts. And then interference came, and I was absolute max. I was 10, and I had ace, queen, jack, 10, small, small. And I thought, I like this. Is my hand worth another bid? And I said no, and I thought, oh, yes. Anyway, I took another bid and bid three hearts. And, of course, left-hand opponent doubled it, and I went for 500. Oh, ouch! Yeah. Went back to our score-up. And our partners bid to five clubs making, so the loss wasn't that much. But just going back to the theory, Barry, I opened a week two, and I know when you open one no trump, you don't take a bid. You've said all you like. And when I open a week two, you can't take another bid because you said all you lot, and I did. And I felt really bad with the 500 against us, and then... Did you have any shape, Mariana? Did you have a singleton or something? Actually... No, I didn't actually. Because okay. if it was, it was quite likely a one-opener. Yeah. And rebid. Actually, it does depend on partnership agreement. I know the Granovitas, who have 
and I might have pronounced the name wrong, but they're quite well-known bridge pros in the States. You know, they go along with the theory that when you open a two-bid, that you can bid again if you feel like it. It's right. actually quite a constructive hand. They almost never open with, like, a minimum hand so mm -hmm. opening at the two level is quite a good hand and they may take another bit if they feel like it it's not a style that i would go along with but hey they're pretty successful and it works for them okay but i mean i think it is probably good advice that if you preempt you don't bid again in general i guess that's what you'll be teaching your beginners mariana and they'll yeah. be hanging on your every word and you won't be telling them about the time that you opened a week to and rebid three yeah 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 so i felt really bad and i thought oh, of course dummy goes down she's only got one and she's got beautiful spades and i was like oh mousy darling that was ridiculous <laughs> anyway, we'll catch you next week. If you've got any feedback for us at the Bridge Zone, drop us a line, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. And we'll have some results from the Hamilton Restricted Pairs. 22 tables lining up, Mariana. See you next week. Catch up. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.